Hello and welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibbs-Ung. Each show I'll be using a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading mindset trauma coach, helping to inspire, support and guide you to create a growth mindset so you can achieve success in all areas of your life. So are you ready to bring mindset to life and feel inspired? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. Today I'm joined by Nicole Curtis. Nicole is passionate about helping women overcome and conquer their self-destruction because for most of her life, Nicole felt that she was trapped in her own self-doubt people-pleasing patterns and self-hate, which led her to live a life thinking and believing that she wasn't good enough or capable of having a life that she, she loved. After years of losing hope and thinking her life was meaningless, she embarked on her own healing journey to help her manage her way through these doubts. Today, Nicole is a powerhouse mindset coach, women empowerment speaker, social media mentor and author. She is also an executive contributor to Brains Magazine, and she has been selected to be featured in the Brains 500 Global List of 2021. She's here today to share her insights into how to manage self-doubt and to follow your dreams. Oh, that was a mouthful there. All those accomplishments and everything. So welcome, Nicole. It's lovely to have you. Um, Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm so excited to, to get started with you. There's so many questions that I want to ask, but first off, congratulations on being featured as the, uh, in the Brains 500 global list. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's that? definitely, it's definitely, um, it's an exciting part of my life and journey. And yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. So going from where you, you started to being featured in, in that global list is, um, really quite an accomplishment so I'm yeah. loving loving that and I can't wait to, to dive into it a little bit deeper so having given that introduction about you it'd be great to hear in your own words just your experience with self-doubt where it all started um, and how you managed to go from the self-hate the people pleasing to suddenly be featured as the top 500 global list of 2021. Uh-huh. Oh man <laughs> I'll try to sum it up in less than two minutes. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess uh, it's really important for me to share with your audience, but also the world of, of where I came from so they can kind of see and understand and feel me um, in regards to where I was to where I am now. And so I guess to kind of kick things off a little bit, um, I am a child sexual abuse survivor. Um, I, as a teenager, went through some really heavy period of um, binge eating. Um, mm-hmm. In my young teen years to my early adult years, I jumped toxic relationship into toxic relationship, just really trying to find value, respect, but more importantly, love. Um, I found myself early on in my adult years being married into an adulterous uh, marriage. Right. And then as in my you know, corporate world journey, climbing up the ladder only to find myself completely lonely, lost and depressed. I came into a part of my life where um, life meant nothing um, and all hope was just completely lost. And there's a moment that happened in my life literally uh, quite a few years ago, probably about five years now, where I found myself on my bedroom floor on my knees screaming and bawling into my pillow. And I remember pulling the pillow away from my face and looking in my mirror and just being completely disgusted with what I saw. And it was in that moment, in that moment where I had this intuition feeling from soul, spirit, God telling me, what are you doing? Like, is that like asking me questions of, is this who you want to become? Is this what you pictured your life being? And it was that real honest moment with myself where just this spark of fire just lit in me of where I was like, I pretty much made, chose and decided 
who I was going to become moving forward and what my life was going to look like then. And who I was then to who I am now has been a huge journey of personal growth, self-leadership that I dove full on. Um, I'm proud to say that I am a bold, confident, loving, serving, abundant, has so much abundance and gratitude to be doing my sole purpose work that literally I walked through, I, I, I trenched through and, and, and just complete yuck and, and just, yeah, like just yuck to be able to be who I am and what I do today in my mission and my work as a coach, as a mentor, as an author, um, and, a, and a speaker. Um, so it was that personal growth and self-leadership journey that helped me in that transformation. And from my past experiences, events, and situations that I found myself in throughout, you know, being a young child from that trauma all the way into my adult years, over, you know, I carried all of that with me of that self-doubt of always, you know, I was a huge people pleaser. Um, I focused so much. I worried more about what other people thought about me and what they what they would say about me that for a long time, I lived a life with duct tape over my mouth is I guess the analogy I can give you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't speak my truth. I didn't honestly really know my truth either. So I, I didn't let my voice be heard. I was worried about, you know, looking like a failure in somebody's eyes. And so I basically, you know, just take the long even though I'm a natural born leader, I, I really found myself being a huge follower in everything. Um, and that self doubt just consumed so much of my life where I would have like this little spark, like just this little, little spark and this little soft tone voice coming from my heart, soul telling me, you know, you're meant for more, but it was that doubt. It was that fear that would just completely crush it. And I would just tuck it away and be like, in say to myself, you know, you're not worthy of that. You're not capable of that. You're going to fail. You're going to fall. People are going to laugh at you. People are going to say, you know, I told you so. And I was so worried about all of that more than stepping into my power and being me and discovering my voice and living my best life with no limits and living unshakable and unstoppable. Um, and so that carried through a lot of my life until I started on that personal growth self-leadership journey. And it's just been, it's, it's been an incredible ride. I tell you, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can, I can only, I know that was a lot. There is a lot. And there's a lot in that I can relate to from my own personal experience um, with abuse. Um, And although I, didn't have binge eating I certainly had control eating because I kind of felt so out of control of everything I wasn't anorexic um my sister was anorexic and everyone just assumed I was but I certainly had controlled eating and a very nervous stomach so not contain food for too long before it flushed straight out and Mm -hmm. without being too graphic um and, you know, I think when you go through something as traumatic as you did at such a young age, and certainly the, I mean, I don't know how old you were, but I certainly know in the first seven years of our life, that's such an impressionable yes. time yeah. for our subconscious and for creating our beliefs and our opinions and so much mm-hmm. um, of our life is molded in those first seven years. And so to carry that, from an early age through um, to your adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, I can understand the patterns that came through for you. And now knowing what you know, you obviously recognize that it was self-doubt, but back then, were you aware that you had self-doubt or did you see this as the aftermath of everything that you've gone through? Was it, uh, did you sort of see sometimes as this was your punishment or, because I, I know for me, I often felt that I was being punished for mm. something that I'd gone through um, and that this is just how someone like me yeah. has to live my life. Yeah, um, that's exa- yeah, that's exactly it. That's where I was going to go. I, I had the assumption that because of all the things that I've experienced, that I experienced, 
you know, each one was in different stages of my life. So as the first one, you know, young child growing up, teenage, young adult, you know, in the, you know, adulthood, being married, going in the corporate world for, you know, 12 years, um, it would just pile on each other, those trauma, those traumatic events, circumstances. Um, and as it kept building, so to speak, as those kept going through that, I came to this assumption that it just happens to people like me, mm. right? It, it just happens to people that, you know, having the doubt, I knew I had doubt, but I felt like kind of like what you said is as a punishment of, okay, well, because these things happen, I can't, you know, as much as I, I want to be a better person or a different person. And, and as much as I want to have a better life, someone like me just can't have that because mm. I'm not worthy of that. I'm not capable and it's never going to work for me. Mm. And that just fed into into each other as I grew, grew older. And it, it was literally that on the news moment of just seeing myself being completely in that disgust mode. And then having that interior, your voices speaking to me. And then honestly, just being so raw and real with myself and being like, I don't want, I don't want this anymore. Right. Because I was in that make or break in regards to feeling completely hopeless and life was meaningless. There was really only two choices that I was going to make. I was either, or three, I was either going to continue living the way I was. I was going to end living that way or I, something has to change. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was literally in that anonymous moment where I had to choose a path. I had to decide how that was going to happen and how that was going to look and structure that. And it was in that structuring that literally I still continue to this day to use because Mm -hmm. it's, it's my principles. It's, it's my methods that have helped me that I carry on into my powerhouse mindset coaching for women. Um, Even in, in my social media mentorship, you know, working with entrepreneurial women online, helping them with their, content creation, their brand strategies, you know, having that self-love, that self-trust, that lack of self-doubt, you know, people pleasing in regards to online, Mm -hmm. really coming from an authentic who you are. Um, So yeah, it's just, it's been a journey. (laughs) I mean, you mentioned something really powerful there in the fact that, you know, I firmly believe that we all have a limit right some people can put up with more than others but eventually we all reach our limit and Mm -hmm. it's when we reach our limit we then are faced with the choices and the choices are either like you say stay and do nothing um you know or make that that change and Mm -hmm. i think this is the thing is that too many people are scared to make the change even though they hate where they're at right now but they're scared to make the change because they think it's hard work or they're worried about opening that can of worms again and, you know, facing things that they've wanted to ignore for, for so mm-hmm. long. And this is something that frightens me a lot. And I see it a lot because um, by not making that change, you're never giving yourself the opportunity to live your best life and to live the life you were actually born to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think everything happens to us for a reason and we learn something from these experiences, even if at the time of going through them, it's fucking awful. Yeah. And it hurts like hell. There is some positive to come through that. Like I personally wouldn't change my past. Me neither. Yeah. It's made me who I am, but it's, it's what advice do you have for people who are literally at that limit? They've reached that limit and it's like, it's almost make and break. It's almost like, do you know what? If I don't do anything, then this is going to cost me so much more than if I do. What words of encouragement or what got you through that tough stage? Because although we both know, you know, the, the whole management of self-doubt is an ongoing process. Yes. Um, and again, that scares a lot of people because they think, oh my God, that just sounds like too much and too hard work. 
but it's not. It, the reality is obviously the, the hardest time are the, is the first time of doing anything. Um, but of course, the more awareness, the more education you have, the more experience you have on managing it, the easier it is. It just means that you have to be more consciously aware. Yeah. And I think that's where people's, they've got blurred thoughts and lines on it. They think, oh God, it's you know such a commitment. I can't be asked. I'd rather mm-hmm. just stick with what I know. My life's not that bad. And then they start to justify actually everything's okay yeah so what what went through your mind I know you you spoke about hitting rock bottom and crying into your pillow I don't know if it was that same time or whether there was a a process that was starting to happen before all of this but how did you navigate through that tough choice yeah so literally I didn't know it then but literally in that moment when I was on my knees all of that happened. It was the first time where I actually gave myself permission to give myself permission to think about what do I want and what do I want to become? It was, it was honestly, truthfully, I'm on the first time ever in my life where I sat on my bed and I'm like, in regards to after looking at myself in the mirror, sitting on my bed, having those questions of, you know, is this the life you want to be living? Is this, you know, the person you want to become? And then sitting there and being like, well, is it? Like, it was literally the first time I asked myself that. And it was in that moment where I gave myself self-permission to even think for myself. Because like I said, I had duct tape over my mouth. Mm. So when you have duct tape over my mouth, for me, it, I didn't allow myself to think. I had other people think for me mm. because I was just going to use their words, not my own words. And so it was the starting process for me of a self-permission journey to love myself first, to trust myself, to believe in myself, to allow myself the ability to journey on, take a journey on what do I want to become? What does that look like? What is my dreams? Where are my visions? What, like just having that whole process. And then in that came self-forgiveness mm. and then, oh, that's powerful. That is um, so powerful. So powerful. <laughs> so self-permission, self-forgiveness, and then boundaries. Those are the three things that I set up. And those are the three things I teach my clients. Yeah, because they were so powerful for me to live by, and then I still live by to this day of different principles and practices within each of those things that I that I teach and and that I implement myself still to yeah. have that conscious aware awareness, right? So, um, yeah, that's where my journey started because after I I asked that stuff, I I realized like it was on that journey of starting to think for myself and to speak for myself. Yeah, I just wrote that down. It's like quite often when you go through something that you've gone through, um, handing that power over to somebody else almost just makes it a little bit easier mm-hmm. to to just deal with and to to just almost accept. And by asking that question to yourself in that moment, you took that power back for the first yeah. time ever. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, just that simple question that's, and that simple moment of being there in silence, listening to yourself for the first time ever, I bet your body just absolutely nourished that opportunity. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I literally, I think I went pale, Yeah, <laughs> but I had tingles and numbness in my body because, and, you know, honestly, in that moment from doing that, I felt like like a little bit of a sparkle kind of light in me. Mm-hmm. But then I also had, I started to have, I had a, like a tiny glimpse of hope that I yeah. haven't had in so long. And then, yeah, was the journey rough? Yeah, it was because here I am starting from someone that felt one way and then gave herself permission to start feeling a completely different way. It was a lot of of doing things, figuring out what worked, what didn't work, mm-hmm. and then really diving into the things that did that worked, mm-hmm. um, and then get—I don't want to say really good at those things, but just really being consciously aware of that, and then continuing on. And as the years have gone, you know, I'm way further in my journey and, and more deeper, I should say. 
mm. in my journey in that than where I was in the beginning. And that's why I do what I do and how I serve and help and guide, you know, women that are struggling with their self-destructive, you know, behaviors, thoughts, and habits. And self, self-doubt is one of them. People pleasing is one of them. Self-hate is another of, you know, I help teach women the self-love, the self-trust, the self-respect, the worthiness. Um, and finding that themselves instead of waiting to be given permission or having to ask permission to get that. Yeah, yeah. So the self-love part is, I mean, it's the biggest antidote for, for self-doubt. Um, and I want to talk about that a little bit further on because you just a minute ago, you touched on three really important points. And I just want to kind of focus on them just for the moment because I think too often we wait for other people to give us permission mm-hmm. or we look for permission from others for the go ahead and therefore don't allow ourselves to trust in ourselves. And I think self permission is liberating, game changing, yeah. empowering, motivating and all of those things. And yet we really struggle, especially as women really struggle to do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just that reminder to to give yourself that permission and to know that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And the self-forgiveness piece for me, forgiveness saved my life. And it was yeah. the biggest thing that I resisted for years. It was the missing piece of my puzzle um, because I was looking at it from a totally screwed angle of the, if I forgive, I have to forgive the people that did what they did right. rather than forgiving myself for holding on to the emotions and for the torture that I put myself through years after it. Yeah. Um, and when I realized that forgiveness peace, and I, I could finally see that I was doing it for myself, it, it was magical. And again, I, I hear it all the time. Like I speak to my clients about it and forgiveness is a massive part of the work that we do. And it's met with a lot of resistance because they, you know, I'm not prepared to forgive that person or that person really hurt me. And there's still so much emotion and anger that's carried through. And they're still holding on to that more than seeing the release and um, the opportunity that this self-forgiveness can um, give them. Um, And so... I mean, I don't know about your experience with that. And uh, I mean, obviously I've done a lot of forgiveness on the, the people that, that hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I also once a quarter do, and I want to do more and I should do it more, but definitely once a quarter, I will spend a good couple of hours and I'll put amazing surrender meditation music on and I'll think of five things that have really been holding me back or playing on my mind. And I write forgiveness letters um, yeah. and I read them and I just go through this process and I sit in that feeling and just allow myself permission mm-hmm. to, to let it go. Yeah. And, you know, um, even just recently, I've been holding on to, to, to some stuff quite tightly to the point I could physically feel it in my body. Yeah. Uh, um, real bad hip injury or like um, yeah hip injury and tightness in the hips which is where you hold emotions and mm-hmm. um, it didn't matter what I did stretching wise or seeing a chiropractor and all of that nothing would budget and then honestly within 24 hours of doing my last lot of forgiveness I signed up four new clients and my hip injury went it, it literally yeah. went because I was storing so much into it and it was just like this is just so powerful and yet, and we don't see it like that. No. How, how did you get yourself, how did you get ahead of your head around self-forgiveness? Did you have that resistance or? So it, it actually ended up coming to me in journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big journaler and there was a moment, a time when I was doing my journaling for the day and I literally wrote the sentence in regards to, I forgive myself for all of these things. And that's all that I said. And it was in that 
in that time frame, in that moment, looking at that, of kind of like having this aha moment of, I don't have, you know, by doing, saying that, because when I read it back, I kind of felt like it was to me kind of was a little, like a little bit dirty. Like, I can't believe you just wrote, like wrote that because that means that you're, you're moving on, Mm. right. You're, you're, you're getting better. And so that's kind of, you know, you're, you're stretching into a whole different you in a territory that you've never been because this one's familiar. Mm. (laughs) Right. And that kind of like that victim mode, I guess. But when I wrote that sentence, I ended up elaborating on that. And I literally took out a clean piece of paper and I wrote dear Nicole at the top. And I just let that pen flow. Mm. And I can't remember exactly how many pages I had, but I know for sure I had 10 front and back pages that were done. I got done writing all of that out. Mm. And I'm a big outdoors woman. Um, I like to hunt and fish and I, I love camping campfires and stuff. And so I had this moment of, you know what, I'm going to burn this Mm. because by burning it, it, it's going to, by burning it, I'm releasing it into the Mm -hmm. universe. I'm releasing it to God. I'm releasing it to nature. Mm. I'm, I'm becoming, I'm renewing, I'm becoming new. Mm. Right. Like it's no longer serving me because it's gone. I, I buried it or burned it to the ground type of a thing. So I literally went outside and let it, and let it on fire. And it was such a healing moment for me. It's just so many tears yeah. just sobbing because it was that moment of that self-forgiveness exercise that I did, that I was no longer going to let that hold me down. It was no longer going to keep me captive. I was no longer feeling trapped in this dark, lonely hole of self-destruction with the shackles of chains of the self-doubt and fear and worry and people pleasing. I basically, in that self-permission, I gave my, in that self-forgiveness, excuse me, I gave myself permission to move forward, to be new. Yeah. Yeah. And I've experienced it with working with clients too, of them feeling that, you know, by doing this, then it makes them get off the hook or makes what they did. Okay. And it's like, no, what self-permission does self, you know, forgiveness, you know, ties into that is it's a body healing. You're healing. You're, you're forgiving all the thoughts that you've had about yourself, the Mm. things that you said about yourself, self-destructive, you know, physical behavior that you've done. It's, it's taking that and putting a blanket over it all and just saying this no longer is, is you, it's no longer going to serve you. You're becoming brand new. Yeah. And that's what self-forgiveness is. It's, it's that emotional, mental, physical healing. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And I, I mean, I do a lot of um, forgiveness, hypnotherapy and stuff. And even in that, I get people to write a list and rip it up right at the core. And Mm -hmm. it, it is for me, it's probably the most powerful technique that you can use on so many levels um and again you know it's not you do it once and then that's it you can do it once and you'll get an amazing response from it but the reality is you know don't then hold on to stuff it almost highlights just like by holding on to all of that it's just creating so much more um challenges and obstacles that you've got to face and but if you can forgive on a regular basis then you're almost cleansing your energy and your system and your mind and your body and that's mm-hmm. that's really really powerful and then finally the boundaries part yeah um is, is oh. something that i i love but i've got a i've got a great non-negotiable list but crikey it took me years to to get to there but it's something that i see so many people resist on thinking i'm selfish if i put boundaries in place mm-hmm. I haven't got time to do that because I need to put other people in front of, like before me. Um, and, and they just have this whole constant battle of not wanting to let people down. And, mm-hmm. you know, I speak a lot with my clients about the whole self-care and and um, the ripple effect that that has. You know, I've got a few yeah. people, especially mums as well, especially they're like, oh, you know, of course yeah. I'll always put my child first. Sure. And I'm like, 
No. No. There's a reason why on a plane they say put the oxygen mask on you, then your child, because if you're running on empty, you can't help them. Yep. And they Absolutely. feed off you. And I know with my own experience that if I exercise every day or have, uh, you know, at least time to do one meditation every day, my husband, my um, son, my clients, my friends all benefit from it because I am a far nicer person um, mm -hmm. than if I didn't do that. And mm -hmm. so it's really, again, it's that self permission to put mm -hmm. yourself first. Mm -hmm. um, but what boundaries work for you? Oh, so right now for me, for, for boundaries is I have, a I have personal principles that I live from mm -hmm. in regards to who I'm going to allow in my circle. What, what is the extent of that, that person or, or, you know, kind of all of that in descriptive word, words. Um, my time, my energy, um, basically, uh, what am I going to allow in my life and what do I won't allow in my life? What do I want? And what do I don't want? What am I going to accept? And what am I not going to accept? And, you know, integrity is huge for me. Character is a big thing. Um, giving myself the permission of creating boundaries to love myself first before anybody else mm -hmm. and growing in you know, a Christian background, but also in today's society world, you know, self-love or self-permission or thinking of yourself first is egotistical or narcissistic or, mm -hmm. you know, selfish, right? Mm -hmm. Well, how dare you? Like you find, you are supposed to get love from serving others. Yes, absolutely. You get love from serving others. But if you're not complete, if you're not whole, if you're not full, if your love tank is drained because you're so worried about everybody else and you're tiptoeing and you're on eggshells and you're just trying to make sure that everybody else is happy by the time it gets to you because you're way down here and everybody's way up here even work my you know business clients everything comes after me mm -hmm. <laughs> in yeah. some way shape or form and it has to be that way and so creating boundaries around that what does that time management look like what does my energy space look like? Who am I going to allow in my life and not allow? Even in my business, and you know, in the entrepreneurship with the coaching and stuff, what clients do I want to work with and who do I not want to work with? And being okay with saying no. Like, hey, we're not going to be a great fit, but I know somebody that you might really work better with. Yeah, yeah. My first getting on, at first getting online, I just took anybody on, you know, because I was so desperate. I, I was still in my... I was in that self-forgiveness, self-permission, being confident, knowing my worth and my value. But, you know, it's been three years now. And so I'm, I'm completely been molded and formed than where I was even three years ago. And so sitting here today saying, yeah, with clients, you know, if, it, if they don't work, I, I don't work with them, right? <laughs> if you would have said that I would have done that three years ago, I would have been like, what? You're crazy. Yeah. It's but, like, I mean, it shows just how we evolve as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for me, that was a big one. I was I was exactly the same where you like, yes, to everyone. And you're like, oh, yeah. God, no. Um, certainly over the last 18 months in lockdown, I had to create a boundary to not watch the news because I found the news really soul destroying, very yeah. scary and was really pulling on my vulnerability and, and anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. So that was a massive boundary, no news and limited social media, like only sort of surrounding myself with people or, you know, following the feeds of, of people that inspired me rather than made me feel crap. Um, Right. And, and then, you know, the, the whole exercise as well, I think, for me, um, moving your body, having mm -hmm. that, that time to yourself. Yeah. Because um, exercise like, is, is more than just physical, it's mental. Oh, as well. right. Yeah. For me, it's, it's going in the woods and walking, just being in yeah. nature. That, that's where I feel the most at home mm. is just, you know, grabbing a lunch or grabbing my jacket, water bottle, whatever, depending on how long I'm going to go for it, and just go in the woods and just walk and just see nature. And I feel so connected with 
not just nature, but myself. And I'm able to, to talk to myself and explore things and question things. And, and so, yeah, exercising, moving the body, it it can look into so many different kinds of forms for so many different people. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the woods is, is mine. Um, you know, giving myself permission to read, you know, to carve out time to read Mm. whatever that looks like for that day to journal, Mm. to grant, you know, gratitude has been huge for me, you know, writing out a list of what I'm grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even if you're currently struggling with either, you know, the pandemic, um, things or just finances or, or whatever family, whatever that looks like. That was a big flip for me in my journey too, coming from the self-doubt, people-pleasing to where I am today and being mm-hmm. fully me and loving who I am and being grounded in that, that I can still be thankful for the crap of things that happens because <laughs> it's life, right? There's no perfect life, no matter how hard you try to make everything perfect it's never going to be perfect. So giving yourself the permission to be okay with that. Right. Mm. (laughs) But then writing a gratitude list of, you know, I'm thankful for this coming up in my life because of what I've I've been shown or because what I'm I'm going through in regards to figuring things out myself or allowing myself to step into a new dimension of myself through going through this hard time. Right. It's all about perspective. Mm, mm, 100% 100% and you know I think like you say just being open to to try new things you say you journal you go out in nature you do what you feel your body needs that day and Mm -hmm. because then we can get caught up in the beating ourselves up for not doing the right that we should do too and it's sometimes like, it's a dance party in the middle of the kitchen right yeah just wearing exactly. some music and then dancing and then like for me like my teenagers come in and be like mom what are you doing I'm like leave me alone I'm in my own dance like yeah. just let me dance it out I gotta dance it out yeah <laughs> and they're oh, like you're crazy I'm so you so <laughs> I, I love a good dance I love a good <laughs> thing I can't sing but I'm like I tell you, if I could sing, I'd sing in Wembley. <laughs> um, but I just can't sing. Well, I, I goes, oh, mommy, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. In, in high school, after I graduated, too, and going into college, I, I trained for opera, actually. Oh, wow. Sometimes I'll throw my opera voice out, and my kids oh, are like, wow. oh, God, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. But it always puts a smile on the face, though, That's <laughs> doesn't it? And I think, you know, when yeah. we're going through stuff like that, we just forget to have fun and I think the fun aspect is very much part of you, you have to embrace it. Yeah, you, you, just have to, you have to show love and kindness and support to yourself through it and just tell your, you know, you're going to be okay. Like mm. this might suck. It might be really shitty right now. And that's okay that you feel that way. But don't let, don't stay there. Mm. Right. Don't let, for me, if, when, you know, life gets really hard don't stay there. I remind myself of how far I've come to to help me sometimes give me the strength to move forward or or go back into my journals that I've written in Mm. from those days back in that time period and Mm. just read and feel my, listen to my tone that I'm using and the words that I'm saying and the the adjectives that I'm using to get me grounded to where I was, to where I am today, to be like, okay, so you can sit in this, you can have a pity party for five minutes, set a timer. And I do, I literally will set my timer on my phone, give, you know, scream into a pillow, say whatever I want to say, whatever that looks like. But as soon as that alarm goes off, I'm growing, I'm moving, I'm, I'm evolving, I'm changing. And however that needs to look is what's going to get figured out, but I'm not going to stay in this place. I love that. I love that you set an alarm because I think it is important as well to, you know, we need to feel emotions, but it's how long you stay in that pity party for. And I think, you know, setting that alarm, it is amazing. And I'm actually going to, I'm going to like borrow that one from you and and do that because you can't, you can, it can eat into your whole day, even if you're trying not to let it. But if you have that hard stop, that deadline, of right, right, this is your, I'm giving myself permission to wallow a bit here, but yeah. in 10 minutes time, 
done because I can't change it and I can only choose how I respond to it and so I'm choosing to respond to it in this way and Mm -hmm. I think that's that's amazing that's um I love that one um I just kind of finally want to talk about the self-love um side of things which I believe that we already have been with the forgiveness and with the permission Mm -hmm. because I think it all kind of blends into to one but I'd love to know your views on on just how important self-love is when managing self-doubt because we become our biggest critic and can really be hideous to ourselves in ways that we just never would to other people. Um, And it's frightening how we think it's okay to do that. And I think 99.9% of all of us do do that. Um, And we struggle with the self love piece mm-hmm. um, and I finished a self-love um, training not too long ago and even after the first session I just felt nurtured yeah and now I just feel it's so important to nurture myself and look after myself and love myself mm-hmm. after years of self-loathing I really am proud of the fact that I do and you know people are still scared to to say that in case they're seen as you know weird no. Yes, or selfish, or yeah, yeah. So for me, I, I guess here I'd, I'd love to just share what what I do mm. myself personally in, in the self love, um, and give you some reference. You know, on my journey of that of the personal growth and self leadership that I I implemented. You know, in the beginning, things were weird, things were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I gave myself permission to be okay with that. But I knew in order to go where I wanted to be, whatever that looked like, I just knew I didn't want to stay where I was. So mm-hmm. where I wanted to go and who I wanted to be, I really didn't have that figured out, but I knew I didn't want to be this. So what are some things that I can do to kind of help me cross the bridge? Um, and one of the things for me was I would look in the mirror every single morning And I would look at myself, I would smile and I would say, I love you. And that was one of the biggest things that I started doing. I still do it to this day Mm -hmm. because everyone, you're going to have down days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have really, really, really tough days. And even in those moments, even in that time frame, I knew every morning I would do that. And then oftentimes, depending on what kind of day I was having, I would either pull up my camera on my phone and have it face toward me. And I would look at it and say, I love you. Or I would look in my rear view mirror if I was driving, or if I was at the store and there was a mirror I passed by, I, I would say it to give myself that love, to know that I love you. Mm. It made me feel that I am worthy. I'm capable. I respect myself. And then as the years have gone on, I've I've added to it. You know, I love you. You are beautiful. You are capable. You are powerful. You are meaningful. You are hopeful. Mm -hmm. You're confident. You're worthy. You're loving. You're serving. Like I just started adding more adjectives as I've been going on. Because I think as even when you're in a dark hole and you're you're moving out of it, even moving out of it three years, you know, four years, five years down the road, you're still on your journey. It doesn't end. (laughs) And that's the beauty of it. I don't want it to end because then I'm going to feel dead inside. Right. I constantly, you know, I have a motto that I live by every morning as well. As soon as I wake up and I put my feet on the ground, I say, Lord, let me be better today than I was yesterday in all things in myself, my family, my kids, my business, my marriage, my clients, my community, my mission, my purpose, my calling, mm-hmm. right? That self-love for me that just starts my morning off. Then I, I turn the corner, walk into my bathroom before I drop my doors and look in the mirror. I love you. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just that constant daily self-love. And it's honestly simple. Sometimes what I've done too, is I'll put alarms on my phone. Yeah, I'll set three alarms, and as soon as the alarm goes off, I already have text written. And it's just that constant reminder. Like for me right now, the alarms I have set, every single time it goes off, it says "trust yourself." 
And it's been crazy because every single time it's gone off in the last, I just started this um, actually Saturday. So it's only been two days, but I, I tell you what, every single time the alarm has gone off, I have it set for nine, noon, three, and six every day for two days so far. And it's been every single time I either have been in a situation, circumstance, a thought, whatever, that when that alarm goes off, it was exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, the trust piece is massive. Um, Mm. and, And I love that. For me, the statements that you say in front of the mirror, are so simple and so effective. And I love doing it in front of a mirror because you see yourself receiving it back as well. And I think that, you know, and you can look yourself in the eye and say with a hand on heart. Um, And I think, you know, there's so much power in that. And just, I mean, I know it's an audio, but watching you talk about that and you just lit up (laughs) when you were talking about that. And, you know, these things are really powerful. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to overcomplicate things. And we think yeah. if it's that simple, why yeah. isn't everyone doing it or it can't work? And I mean, if you do that for 20 days, even, or even just 10 days, you're going to see a big difference, a, a huge difference. Mm. You know, and it's going to be weird. Like when I first started doing it, I would, I remember saying it because, you know, and to be on all honesty, when I started doing it, I didn't believe it. Mm, mm. Right. It was just words to me. I love you. But as I continued doing it, stuff started moving inside of me. Feelings started to stir inside of me. Conversations, questions started happening inside of me where then that's really where that journey started because I started opening myself up to me Mm. for the, you know, in the first time. Mm-hmm. of ever allowing myself to be completely vulnerable and open to, to myself. And, but in the beginning, it was, it was, it was just weird. Like I'd say, it and be like, oh my gosh, like, this is just not going to work. But I committed, I committed to myself. I'm going to do this for 30 days. And as the first two weeks started going by and started kind of, you know, keep doing it every day, I noticed the shift happening and it was weird. And I was like, I don't understand, but that was just giving myself and the permission to ask more questions around that, to figure it out for myself. Mm, mm. You know, I think that's a huge thing, like allowing yourself to pause and breathe and take a moment to actually reflect yeah. <laughs> because we're so, I mean, even as moms, we're so, so busy right? We have, we have, a you know, before we even know it, our whole schedule is filled up by everything else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so easy for that to happen, but it's that self-permission. <laughs> no, I need to carve out this time frame. Yeah. And, you know, right. There's so much we can go into with that. Oh gosh. Yeah. Don't go you know, and, the whole time thing, but, um, you know, I, it's so true. And our, the thing is, our minds don't know the difference between what's real and what's not. It just, right. it energy it goes where our energy is. And so if we are constantly telling ourselves that we love ourselves and we're showing ourselves self-love and whatever, our mind will naturally create that new reality. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, we don't need to prove that. It's already created the reality that we're living in with the self-doubt because we focus so much time and energy on you know, all these doubts and disbeliefs about ourselves. And it's just re-educating your mind to focus on the outcomes that you want. And I think, you know, there's nothing better than though, you know, starting with mantras and affirmations and statements that you say every day. And it's that consistency part Mm -hmm. for sure. You know, like saying it once, it's going to do nothing. Saying it Mm -hmm. 10 times, not really going to do much. You know, you've got to commit to it. You don't yep. run one mile one day and expect to run a marathon. It's the same right. with... The same. It's conditioning. Yeah. It's all conditioning. conditioning. Like yep. you can't jump into a new job and expect to know everything about that job. It takes time. It takes consistency. It takes reflection. It takes time to pause. And another thing that you kind of mentioned was that you knew, you didn't know how you were going to get off this uh out of this cycle you just knew that you wanted to and you made that first choice and the first choice was to make that first step on that bridge to move you over and I think again we we stall because we're like how is that all going to work out I I don't know how I'm going to make that happen 
um, rather than the trusting in yourself to take that first step. And when that first step is taken, the second step will appear. And then yep. the third step will appear and the fourth mm -hmm. one and just go with it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, that all comes from that trusting in yourself. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of had it where it's either make or break. Mm. Like if you really want this, then you're going to have to choose certain things and decide in certain things. Or if not, then this is potentially the end result or you're just going to stay in this. And so you know, you pick it. And it's, you know, interesting when I have clients, you know, potential clients come to me and they talk through this, you know, and obviously I want to, I'm loving and I'm serving, you know, I tell my clients what they need to know, not what they want, you know, not yeah. what they want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You know, because that's how coaching is, you know, I'm not yeah. going to just fluff. I'm not a fluffy coach. So I'm very bold and honest, but I'm going to love you through the process. And if you're not going to give me a hundred, give 110% to yourself, you're not going to give it to me to help guide you. And so, you know, you can't lead a horse to water, right? It's so, it can get frustrating, but you literally are the only one that can internally decide if it's worth it or not for you. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're stuck in that, you know, for me, it, it was just that choosing. I had to choose and decide what I was going to do and how I, at that moment, I didn't really care how I knew that it was probably going to be hard and frustrating and crazy. And people were going to look at me weird or whatever. I just had to get real honest with myself where you're either going to do this and you're not, and you're either going to start becoming the woman that you dreamed about becoming and living the life that you've always wanted to live, or yeah. you're going to stay like this. <laughs> yeah. And that's really what it boils down to at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, we can overcomplicate it all we want and, you know, create all these amazing justifications for why we stay doing the things that we do. But the reality is everything is our choice and life is 10% mm -hmm. what happens and 90% how you respond to it. And we can't change some of the things that we've gone through and, you know, we both said that we actually wouldn't now because it's made us yeah. who we are. But it's it's in those moments of every situation you are faced with is having the power to choose. Choose to respond in a positive way or choose mm -hmm. to respond in a victim way. Mm -hmm. And knowing that obviously one will lead to one path and life and one will lead to, to a different one. Mm -hmm. um, and that's yeah. on you at the end of the day. It, you know, there's so much support out there but ultimately it's, it's our own personal choices that yeah. determine the outcomes that we have. Mm -hmm. um, like there's no, like there's no shiny, like shiny object out there or glitter or sparkle. I mean, it's a process, right? And a lot of that process, you know, has to come from within, right? Mm. Because you're making choices, you're deciding, you're, putting restrictions down or personal boundaries or principles, you know, however that looks like for you, there's no map of going where you want to go, but there's guides and coaches that can help you get there. But and realistically, it all has to come from you. Everything does. Mm -mm. Yeah. Right. That, we, can't, yeah. we can't think for you. We can't feel for you. <laughs> no. You know, you have to tune into that and, you know, Obviously, you know, you as well, Emma, with, with your clients and what you do and, and how you help support them, you know, that's what we're here for. But the real work is they have to do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, uh, but it's knowing that you don't have to do it alone, even though you're the Correct. one responsible for your choices. It's knowing that there is support out there and going around yeah. in circles trying to find that yeah. magic solution. Mm -hmm. Because we've all searched, haven't we, for that magic thing that's just going to make everything better. Right. Um, right. And knowing that that's sat within you right now and you can access it, but, but getting support on finding out how to access mm -hmm. it will save you so much time and energy. Or, you know, I've also had it too, where some people might be thinking too, like, oh, well, if my spouse gets better, well, then things will change. Or mm -hmm. if my kids are, you know, act better or, you know, then, then things will be better. Or if I just get this next job, you mm -hmm. know, or my next promotion, it, you know, life will get better. 
right? But if you're taking your old crappy self into a whole new world or, you know, or into new things and expecting different results, right? It's not going to happen. No. So no. you have to take responsibility <laughs> of your life, who you are, what do you want? Where are you going? What does that look like? And creating that from that place of responsibility instead of playing the blame game or the victim mentality or the pity party, you know, whatever that looks like. It, yeah. it's, you are the one that's in charge of that. Totally. I love what you just said there about, you know, taking your, your old crappy self into a new world. It's not going to change. Um, and it's so true. It's so true. And, you know, it's a, it's a famous quote by somebody. I can't remember who it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not my, it's not my words. <laughs> yeah. Delivered by you very nicely though. But um, yeah, it, I think almost that, that whole responsibility part is so key. And, you know, with the, the whole of the, the podcast that we're doing, it's just sharing experience and, and seeing um, just how, it can impact us on so many different levels, but there are actually so many amazing things that we can do to manage it. Um, but ultimately, as much as there is all this awareness, all of, all of this support, the first shift comes from you and that commitment to you to go on that journey. You made that commitment for you to go on your healing journey. I made the commitment for me to go on mine. It led us into challenging times, of course, but times that have now led us to be able to have a conversation like we're having right now knowing that self-doubt is never going to leave us completely, yeah. but we can manage it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, and being in that place of acceptance that it's there, but knowing that I've got the tools mm -hmm. to handle it when it's there is so powerful in comparison yeah. to way back when. Um, yeah. and it starts with just one step. Mm -hmm. um, it really does. Nicole, honestly, I could carry on talking to you for hours. Um, I could do one. <laughs> of the time ticking. Um, but I think, you know, we've covered so much in this with the, the self-permission, the self-forgiveness, the boundaries. I love um, the self-love routine that you go through. The fact that, it, you know, it evolves. Um, checking in. It's so important to check in with yourself as to what you need. Like, do I need to be out in nature? Do I need to... Um, be sitting and reflecting what you know and having those conversations with yourself like mm -hmm. not being shy to go what is it I need to focus on or what do I need to let go of or why is this really triggering me and and not being afraid to hear the answers because from that gives you so much information to then use and make decisions um, yeah. so it's been a, a really powerful um, conversation um, that I hope many people will I've enjoyed and learned a lot from because I think you know especially that self-forgiveness piece is is so massive um but for anyone that is listening to this who wants to know more about you or to be able to follow you or to find you where I, I obviously I'll add all of this into the show notes but where can they find you in the big world of social media yeah so my <laughs> yeah my website is nicole um or you can find me on facebook at nicole curtis powerhouse um as well as on instagram i'm nicole curtis powerhouse as well um that's mostly where i hang out so yeah that's that's where you can come hang out with me <laughs> awesome it's been amazing and um you too. Well, thanks thank so much, you. Emma. appreciate yeah. you so much love and respect for you and thank you i think you know being a part of of this this thing whatever this journey is um like i'm just taking that one step and that one step and trusting in the process but just building this awareness and meeting amazing women like you um oh and you being a part of that just you know sets my my heart alight I, I love it all and this is what I'm here for so um thank you so much and for everyone oh, thank that's listening you. thank you yeah um, thank you yeah and uh, I will see you next week and I'm sure this is not the last of Anna Nicole that we've heard I'm sure you'll be back at some point for sure but uh, thanks so much again Nicole really appreciate it bye for now That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now. Bye.